We're not even to week zero yet, and this is podcast number two for the 2019-2020 season of the Colgate Raider Report. This is your host, Eric Malinowski, reminding you of a great opportunity to be the sponsor for the Colgate Raider Report. All you have to do is call 607-432-1030 and talk to our general manager, Ryan West. We're going to kick this show off talking to the director of athletics at Colgate University, Dr. Nikki Moore. And Nikki, first of all, thank you for having 94KXE back as the voice of the Raiders. We will have football, basketball, and hockey once again on the 94KXE airwaves. Oh, we're so glad to have you back. You all do such a great job and uh, really bring our events to life uh, for folks that, that aren't able to be here in, in person. So we really appreciate getting to work with you and y'all are just so easy to, to travel with and to, to work with. So thank you for your good work. That means a lot, Nikki. Thank you. This time last year, you were just getting started as an athletic director here at Colgate University. What do you think the major difference is going to be between year number two and year number one? When you haven't been through a year of anything, whether it's parent or teaching or you know any particular job you don't necessarily know what the what the rhythms are and and so now I feel like I have a sense of of what the rhythms are of this place and of the governance systems and have a much better idea of how things get done at Colgate and I feel so fortunate that that President Casey has invested a lot of time and effort into ensuring that the processes that we have for getting things done at Colgate are buttoned up and running well so I'm familiar with those now now. And also, we've just come off of this year of, of celebrating Colgate's bicentennial. And so there's a lot of enthusiasm. I feel like I finally know more people in the community. Yeah. I know more of the alumni. I know more of the student athletes' names. Mm-hmm. Little things like that that just make me feel more like I'm not an outsider coming in, but that I, I really feel like I'm becoming a part of this place. And these are my people. These are my teams. This is my staff. This is our journey. And that is uh, something that feels really good. We also have done a lot of work in the last year on planning. So rather than being in a phase of of assessment and and trying to just make sure that we have a clear view on what our top needs are, we we did that work last year and we also then took it the next step to develop plans to start to address those needs. We got a lot of good work done last year, um, so I think we have good, good, good momentum. And now we enter a phase where we can start pursuing really big and aggressive and bold plans uh, for the future. So that's just exciting. Um, And it's exciting to also feel like I know the people that we're working with, you know, along the way. What are you focused on in this next year? Well, we'll get to see how some of the work that we've done in the last year is actually playing out. So we've finally buttoned up a few things over the course of this summer that I think are significant changes. And so we'll get to see some of those actually happen. So for example, Tyler's field has been replaced and water cannons have been installed there so that that surface for field hockey is going to be much, much improved. We'll get to see what kind of a difference that makes on that team and in their recruiting process. We have added a fueling station, a very small scale fueling station for all of our student athletes. We've got a very small budget and we're going to be looking for creative ways to continue to stock that, but um, where they can grab something down the hill so that they can recover and refuel in a more effective way. We've added a mental performance program. So we now have a director of mental performance who is going to be working 30 hours a week out of the Shaw Wellness Center to work with our student athletes, coaches, and teams on that piece of their game. Another significant thing is last spring, we spent some time with our student athletes of color to find out more about their experiences here and how we could impact their experience for good. 
and our Raiders of Color Connect program, we call it a rock program, one of the things they really asked for was a space where they could gather. And so we've developed a rock lounge for those student athletes to come together and share experiences and give and get support. You know, we just announced last week the Under Armour contract. That was something we worked on all last year to bring all of our programs under one apparel provider. Really excited about that and how we can start to develop our identity as an athletics department even more clearly. We've also initiated a rebranding, an athletics rebranding process. And we're partnering with SME, which is a Learfield company, to help us walk through that process to get more clear. Now that the university's brand has really, they've done a great job of establishing Establishing the marks and the, the look of the university. Athletics, it's now athletics opportunity to determine what parts of our current uh, visual identity are really still resonate and which parts we need to, to clean up or sharpen or shift a bit so that we can, when we go out into the nation and into the world, like our basketball guys did this summer, mm-hmm. how can we represent the university very clearly and be under one banner? And then a really exciting thing that we accomplished this last year, we're going to get to see the activation of is a new video board at football in lacrosse. So at Crown Field, Andy Kerr Stadium, that new board I think is going to really change the the fan experience there, which hopefully then also changes the student athletes experience. So so those are some things that we're starting to see those things come to fruition. Over this year, the rebranding project is a big one. We are also going to be working toward our fundraising campaign for a renovation of Reed. That's our next really big project. And it's a project that is super exciting for us because it would impact all of our student athletes and frankly, all of our students on campus. It would expand the amount of court space that we have, not only for our student athletes, but also for intramurals and club sports. It would bring together sports medicine and strength and conditioning under one roof and create a space where we can be a leader in health and performance. So that's a a really big project that we're going to be planning for and, and gearing up for this year. Some new head coaches on the Colgate campus, women's lacrosse, swimming and diving, and rowing. Tell us about it, Nikki. Oh, we're really excited about the people that we have on board and in the direction you know that we're going with those programs. Ed Pretree came on board uh, in early spring and just stood out from the very beginning as a coach that cares deeply about students and has had success at other places that are a bit like ours. Um, he got his start at Princeton. He ran the program at Truman State in, in Missouri. And is coming to us from Villanova. I think he's going to do a great job of, of leading that program. Kathy Taylor with our women's lacrosse program. Again, just from the, really from the beginning, but but throughout the process, we had some great candidates in that search too. And she has has led at every level and has elevated programs to the highest level, to national championship level, in all that she's done. She's also provided great leadership at the national level for her sport and has hired a couple of really great assistants. Ed has also hired a, a wonderful assistant as well. And then we have Jessica Dietrich, who's coming to us from Navy. Prior to that, she was at High Point University. Jessica has a a passion for rowing that is perhaps unmatched. I love her passion for the sport, but also the level of expectations that she has for our program and what she believes is possible for our program. I think it's going to change the experience in a really great way for our women's rowers. You know, she's hit the ground running. Um, She's already, you know, working on a boat replacement plan and, and whatnot. So those three 
cross-country coaches are going to add, I think, a lot of energy to our already wonderful collection community of head coaches. I wouldn't trade this bunch for anybody's, and I enjoy working with every one of them and, and really looking forward to some great things this year. Talking to Dr. Nikki Moore, Colgate Athletic Director, and what about your staff? Give us an update there, Nikki. Yuriva Mir has been here. He's a former men's rower here from Colgate. Yuriva was here when I got here, and, and he has been a utility player in the last uh, year for me, and then we have adjusted his role as a senior associate athletics director, and uh, he's essentially serving as a CFO for us now and helping us to get really precise on our financial management and making sure that we're making the absolute most of the resources that we have, among other things. He's also working with our communications folks and equipment and is helping to facilitate this Under Armour uh, transition as well. I've elevated Juliana Smith. I brought her in last summer as a senior associate AD and chief of staff. She now is serving as our deputy athletics director and uh, Juliana keeps the trains running on time here and keeps us all very honest with the things that we have to get done and keep to keep things moving. She does a great job with that and brings creative ideas to the table and and so she's overseeing our sport administration program this year. She's serving as our senior women administrator. She oversees all of our our compliance, our student-athlete development and academics areas and uh, also oversees our health and performance areas. Laura Segreshi is uh, the newest face on our executive team. Not the newest face on our senior team, but the newest face on our executive team. Laura comes to us from Dartmouth and prior to that she did some work up at the University of Buffalo. She also had been with a couple of professional basketball teams out in Seattle. And Laura is going to be overseeing our external affairs and strategic advancement areas. So she's going to be working with university advancement to to really get our athletics fundraising machine going, hopefully, and and make sure that we're optimizing our fans' experience with us and that we're also bringing in, creating as many opportunities for folks to partner with us in our success as possible. And under her, we've just named Bridget St. Ledger as Interim Assistant Athletics Director for Marketing and Fan Engagement. And Bridget's uh, done internships here and was a fellow here and has just done a great job. And so we really want to step up our game as it relates to what people experience when they're in our venues. And we want them to come and feel like they've been a part of it, to feel like how much we appreciate them and that they go back and they bring their neighbors and their friends and and their family members to come and and be a part of Colgate Athletics. It's such a special place and we want more people to experience it. And talk about Steve Chouinard's amazing value to this Colgate University Athletic Department. I recognized pretty early that Steve was a special person and someone that I wanted to be providing voice on my senior team. And so over the course of the year, we've kind of convinced Steve to come up and go to the dark side of administration from being an athletic trainer and strength conditioning coach. And so now he's overseeing those areas. And as you know, he was awarded the Maroon Citation this year, which is really the highest um, award that you can get at Colgate uh, from a a staff perspective. And it's an honor that indicates that someone is living the most important virtues and values of this institution. And Steve embodies what it means to be someone who's completely dedicated to Colgate and inspires that in others. And he is a wonderful member of our team. He always brings levity to our conversations, especially when we need it. And he also brings a great deal of, of insight. And so we really appreciate Steve's service um, to, to us as an administration, but also to our student athletes every day. I'm sure you had expectations coming in, Nikki, but how impressed are you with the student athletes here at Colgate University? Not only what they do in the classroom, but also just the 
athletic success that they've also had over the course of the last year. They amaze me every day. It sounds so cliche and cheesy, but they really are a source of great inspiration. The enthusiasm that they bring to their athletics, the comments that I hear from faculty up the hill about the way that our student-athletes conduct themselves in the classroom. It's so encouraging, and it makes me so proud to be a a part of a place where student-athletes are coming to truly achieve at the highest levels academically and athletically. A lot of places tout it. We do it, and I mean, it's because of them, and it's because of our coaches. Our coaches have such high expectations of them in the classroom as well as on the field, and it's a really cool combination that we have here, and I just hope that people get a chance to get to know these student-athletes athletes because they are incredible citizens and are going to go do great things in their lives beyond here. So really, really fortunate to have them. You mentioned earlier in the interview, President Casey, and you always see him around the athletic department at games, always see him involved with athletics. How important is it to have a president like President Casey, where you have a great working relationship with him and the support is there for athletics from him? It's hard to put words to how important it is. Before I got this job, I had many, many, many mentors talk about, particularly in this day and age of intercollegiate athletics, that who you work for makes all the difference in the world. And having a president who is so supportive of athletics, but also mindful of helping to ensure that athletics is in its appropriate place for the university, appropriate both in a front-facing place, but also to ensure that there's a right balance there and that athletics really is fully in support of the mission of the institution. He really provides the kind of leadership that helps us to do that and to fit that bill. And he's just a lot of fun to have around. I've heard of places where it can be a real challenge, just, yeah. just kind of managing upward, managing the trustees, managing the president, you know, and, and I don't feel like I have to do that at all. I, I feel like I get to welcome our president, or welcome our cabinet, welcome our trustees, my cabinet colleagues, the, the team that President Casey has assembled also is just so supportive of me and of our our programs. It feels like a a really blessed and lucky position that I'm in. You know, having uh, President Casey present for so many of our athletic events and just he makes such an effort to have our student athletes know that he's there and that he cares about them, that he understands the unique journey that is being a student athlete at an institution like this. I think it makes a huge difference in their sense of feeling supported and known by our administration and cared about by our administration. They know that they are not a number. They know that they're a name and a face and an important story. And he reinforces that every time he shows up and and he shows up a lot. So it it makes a big difference to have someone like that in the president's chair. Let's talk about Colgate football for a second. Not only are they playing in week zero, they are the first game in college football to kick off the 150th season. It's so exciting. It really is. I've got to credit Juliana Smith for helping us to get that week zero game on the schedule. It wasn't easy necessarily. You know, it's a unique opportunity yeah. that the NCAA provides. Um, it has to be a nationally televised game, so you got to get that worked out. you got to find somebody that's willing and, and able to, to do that game. And football really matters here at Colgate. And we are so fortunate to not only have a great tradition of football success, but we have a program right now that is 
helping to set the tone for everyone. These are guys that are involved in the community. They are good citizens and good students on campus. There's so many of them that as the football team goes, oftentimes, you know, I mean, they play a big role in leading the culture of the department and and our coaches with Coach Dan Hunt at the helm. I just couldn't be more pleased with the leadership that they provide and they genuinely care about those guys. That we have a program that's so special that they get to kick off the 150th year of college football. It just feels like the right combination of what is so good about college football. And I'm really pleased that we get to be on that stage. Nikki, always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. It's always fun to get to talk with you and looking forward to the season ahead. So thanks so much. Thanks once again to Dr. Nikki Moore, Colgate University Athletics Director. Now we're talking football with head coach Dan Hunt. Coach, Friday marked the close of camp for Colgate football. How would you characterize camp 2019? Uh, Overall, I think it was a success. Obviously, the first thing you're looking for is we had no serious injuries. Uh, that's that's always goal number one. But, uh, you know, I think we got our install in at a very good pace. I would even say we're probably slightly ahead of last year as far as where I think both sides of the ball are performing, at least against each other, you know. So I feel good that we're, we're kind of trending towards game week in a good spot. A couple of the freshmen are starting to show that they're going to be able to you know, compete and, and be in the mix. But the nice part is we don't need any right now, which is good. You know, we got a lot of kids coming back who've played some football for us who, you know, may not have technically been a starter, but have been on a field quite a bit. So, uh, you know, I feel like we're trending in the right direction and we're as healthy as we could be. And, um, you know, I think our kids are just looking forward to, uh, you know, hitting somebody else. It's crazy that we're already in game week, coach. Hard to believe. Yeah, you know, everything speeds up. When we got this game and we saw what it would do to our preseason, you know, I think we reported for camp on July 28th, which is, you know, it's just crazy, you know. So that's different, and it's different to, uh, you know, be in game week and not be in school yet. That's something new, you know, that we're, you know, it's good and bad. You know, we have a lot of time that, you know, they don't have to go to classes, but also, you know, you kind of don't have that rhythm that you normally have of a game week. So that's a little bit different. But we've been fortunate. You know, we've had great weather. We haven't had any lightning issues. Uh, we've been able to get in the work that we need to get in. You know, hopefully down the road, towards the end of the season, it'll pay off that we got started a little bit earlier and, and got a little bit ahead. Been involved in a Week 0 game before. Learn anything from that game and how to prepare, although there's a huge difference, Coach. The last time you were involved in a Week 0 game, you had to fly across the country to California. This Week 0 game, you get to stay in Hamilton. Yeah, I think that's the biggest difference. You know, obviously, again, the, the, the starting early, that's something to get used to. Uh, maybe how that will affect your entire season because, you know, you, you started so earlier. But it is nice to not have to worry about getting across the country. That was really a unique experience, having to get out to California and handle West Coast time and do all that. Uh, I'm real excited that we got this game at home. I think it's, I think it's yeah. awesome. Uh, you know, we haven't had a game like this at home in a bit. And, uh, you know, I think our kids are excited. So uh, we're trying to make it as normal as possible. Again, it'll be a different feeling without class, and particularly on Friday. I think that'll feel kind of strange. But it is good not to have to, uh, you know, get on a plane and stop for gas on the plane and get across the country like we did two years ago. The schedule continues to get more challenging and more challenging, Coach. And I can't remember a time. You only have two non-conference home games where you're bringing Villanova and Maine to town. This has to be the most challenging non-conference home regular season schedule you've ever had oh yeah i look at the schedule board every day when i walk across the street and you see maine and villanova you say wow this is, this is, that's quite a challenge and then even with the road games i mean i think one of the things about the air force game you know we open up obviously villanova then we go to air force 
and we are Air Force's opening game. So, which means that we will play two straight teams that have had four months to prepare for us. You know, we'll have four days to prepare for Air Force. So that's going to be a little bit different. But you know, it's always been our way. You know, it's always been our way to play the best schedule we can. I think it's great that on the home schedule this year. You know, you have Villanova, who's a traditional power at our level, and you have Maine, who, you know, was a Final Four team last year. So, uh, you know, I think people that come out to the games will get to see some really good football. What is the perception of Colgate now, you think, especially from the Colonial? Do you think they still see as a Patriot League team? Not bashing the Patriot League, but certainly you guys have upped your game in the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, I think we try to pattern our program after a, after a program in that conference you know we try to be a physical team that can run the ball and play good defense I think that's what that conference is known for and again you're right it's no knock on the Patriot League but just traditionally we have not had great success against that conference and I like to think that you know we're really pushing to close that gap you know as a league and as you know and I can definitely speak for Colgate you know I think we've won five in a row against that conference which is something to be proud of and uh you know, this will just be another chance. You know, will we ever get there? I don't know. You know, I mean, they're, they're definitely different leagues academically. There's some different rules that they don't have that we have. But it, it's nice to be able to go out on the field against that conference and not feel overwhelmed. And I think we've gotten to that point. Even though it ended up in a loss, Coach, how important was it that you got to go against the gold standard of the FCS in North Dakota State? I think it was great. I think it was great to get them in their environment, too. You know, I think that everybody, you know, you see that on TV, you see it on film, you want to give it a chance. And, uh, you know, for our players who have set their goals pretty high, you get that taste of reality of, okay, you know, if we want to be a national championship competing team, well, this is what it is. And I think there was enough positives in that game to where we could say that, hey, you know, we can definitely work towards that. I think we obviously proved we weren't there yet, but also, you know, maybe we weren't as far away as we thought. So that was great motivation for everybody still involved with the program. Uh, You know, we can keep reminding them that we've played the ultimate team at our level and that, you know, we were able to hang with them. And, uh, you know, so hopefully moving forward, they're not intimidated by anybody else we play at our level. That is Colgate head football coach Dan Hunt on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. The captains for 2019 have been announced. Aiden Gartner, Cam Rohr, Jovan Wolford, Grant Brenneman. First of all, coach, because I'm always fascinated how you guys do it, uh, tell us about the process of how you pick the captains. Yeah, again, we treat it like a job. There's a job description and a, and a job application on my desk every offseason. It's open to anyone who wants to apply for it on the team. This year we had 13 kids apply. Uh, they actually fill out the application, answer a bunch of questions. They read a little essay about what they want to do, and then they have like a job interview in front of the team where they have to stand up and, you know, talk about what they would do as a, as a captain and why it's important to them. And then we have a vote. And um, so, again, we had 13 kids uh, go out this year. Uh, all did a great job. I felt very, very good about our leadership when I watched, you know, those kids talk about mm-hmm. wanting to be captain and what they would do as captain. And at the end of the day, I really think we got a good group. You know, you look at that group of captains, and what's unique about them is you have four different experiences. You have Grant, who kind of came in and had success early as a freshman and, you know, is obviously the quarterback and has played his whole career. And then you have Aiden, who'd been a role player, you know, got on the field a little bit each year and kept making plays, and now it's his turn and really has taken to the role of leadership. He's played you know, sparingly and, and a little bit more each year. You have Cam, who has battled some injury and, and hasn't really played a lot of football for us yet, but yet showed as such a role as a leader off the field, you know, that, that he was voted captain. Then you have Javon, who was playing and missed a whole year because of injury. So really, that's about every experience you could have on the field, and we have all four of those represented in our captain. So I think it worked out great. Is it always going to be four? Does it depend on votes? How is that determined? Yeah, I usually look at the votes. If two guys ran away with it, I would have two. If three ran away with it. So this was the top. There was definitely a break after four of where the votes lied, and it really worked out well that it was two on each side of the ball.
Kind of fitting that Colgate starts out ranked 13th in a preseason poll. Yeah, we're probably the only team in the country that would rather be ranked 13th and 12th, you know. But, uh, uh, you know, that number comes seems to come up a lot for us. It's a great honor to be ranked preseason. Obviously, most of that is just a reflection of last season and, and what we have. And, uh, you know, I keep telling our kids, you know, uh, people talk about defending championships, and, and I keep saying this isn't boxing. You know, we don't own anything right now. I always look at it. I don't know if people remember. I'm getting old, but you probably remember back in the day that you go to the mall and there'd be a contest where everybody put their hands on the car, yep. and the last person with their hands on the car wins the car, and, and that's kind of how the, the championship is. You know, right now, you know, all the teams in the Patriot League have their hands on the trophy, and it's who can keep them on the longest and avoid the pitfalls of, of a season. So, you know, to be ranked early is great, you know, but we hopefully can set our goals of being ranked at the end of the year too. As a head coach, can you see it different? I mean, when you watch the film and stuff, do you look at one year where you're the defending champs and the proverbial bullseye on your back, or one year you might be the underdog? Do you see teams play you guys differently comparatively? You know, what role you're in that year? Or is that just media talk? It's both. You know, I think at the end of the day, every game to every 18 to 21 year old is a big game. But when you have the success that we've had over the last couple of years, I think you will get. You know, you'll get people's best swing, and you know we get voted to be preseason favorite. Which again, you know, mm-hmm. you know, take that for what it's worth. But when you're voted the preseason favorite, if somebody can beat you, they're going to be excited about it. So we know that we we are right now kind of have that that target on our back. We had it last year and, and really came through strong. You know, this year we have it on our back and we have some question marks. You know, which is going to be interesting. You know, can we handle the pressure of of being the top pick, even though we. You know, I have eight new starters on defense. So it's going to be interesting. And every year is a little bit different. Um, I think these guys kind of relish the role of having high expectations. So hopefully we can, uh, you know, stick together and, and keep getting better. So when the league, league part of the season comes, we're, we're ready to go. Talking to Colgate head football coach Dan Hunt on the Colgate Raider Report podcast. And coach, with the departure of Chris Young to Elon, will the offense change this year much? A uh, couple new wrinkles or will it be a typical Colgate offense? Well, I think the base won't change. It always has been kind of what we did you know, back before I was the head coach. But, uh, you know, there will be some new things that we'll do. Obviously, everybody puts their own stamp on everything they do. You know, I'm going to call the plays this year uh, with the help of Terry Dow in the pass game and Brad in the run game. I think offensively we have a nice collaboration of of putting a game plan together. And, you know, but I feel like I'm ready to get back into calling the plays. And uh, I'll lean on those guys quite a bit. And every play caller has their own preferences of what they want to do. So, you know, I can tell you there will definitely be uh, some things this year that we haven't done in the past. And, uh, uh, you know, I, you probably make those changes every year, but probably a few more because of the d- difference in play calling. The one thing I've never done is called a game from the sideline. You know, when yeah. I was a coordinator, I was up in the booth, and that's a sterile environment. That's a different different setting altogether. So it's going to be a little bit different on the field, which is why I'm going to rely on those guys a little mm-hmm. bit more. But I think, I, I think we have a really good plan for how to handle game day going forward. Does it depend on the position or the personality? Who's on the sideline and who's in the booth? Kind of the position, but also, you know, you want Brendan Walsh is helping me with the quarterbacks. So he's going to be upstairs. He's got offensive line experience, so he's going to be looking at the front seven. Brent Basham, the receiver coach, is going to be up in the box talking more secondary stuff. So you put those two together, we can get a great plan offensively. And then you're going to have Brad and Terry and Jared Livingston on the field being able to talk to each position. You know, that should work out pretty well as far as, you know, getting eyes in the right part of the defense. Uh, Guys that are comfortable talking about, you know, the front four versus the back end. And, uh, you know, they're both very good at what they do. So uh, we should be able to get a pretty accurate picture of what a team's trying to do. Does Graham Brenneman have master status when it comes to the read option offense? Or it's complicated enough where you can become really, really good at it but no one truly masters it. He's getting close. Uh, you know, he's really this offseason 
has made it important to him to, to get really good at the read-run game. Uh, you know, he's a guy that I just keep giving him more and more freedom, you know, with the offense. And when I game plan, I like to sit down with him and go over the full from the install to the game plan mm-hmm. and just get his feelings on, you know, hey, what do I like, what do I don't like? Because at the end of the day, it's not what I see, it's what he sees. He sees the game pretty well. He has a lot of the same philosophies I do, so it matches up. He's really, I would say, you know, he's at least a candidate for a Masters right now, you know, so he's, he's doing really well. A lot of talent, but unproven in the wide receiver core. What have you seen in camp, Coach? And you feeling confident heading in? Or is that something the wide receivers have to prove to Grant and you? Well, I think Grant has a good relationship with them. They've worked very hard this summer and this offseason, and even in the preseason kind of after practice, uh, you know, getting together, working, you know, getting that rhythm. Now, in a game, they're untested, and you can say what you want. I do think they're talented, and they've had a good camp, but they're untested in a game. The good thing is I, I don't know if they're going to go up against a much better secondary than they go against every day. You know, I mean, Nick Gill has been one-on-one with Abu for three and a half weeks now. You know what I mean? If that doesn't make you better, nothing will. You know, and Hopefully there's that confidence that they have achieved things against a good defense, but realistically, at the end of the day, until they've done it, there will be question marks. You know, I'm not going to lie to you, but I, I feel confident they're going to come through. Not a lot of question marks when it comes to tailback, tight end, and the offensive line. Yeah, and, and if you're going to have to break in new wide receivers, it's nice to be able to say that sentence. Uh, you know, our O-line is deep and as talented as I think we've ever been. Um, you know, and then Alex and Malik uh, give us two really solid tailbacks. They both, I think, would start for any team in the conference. Yeah. Um, you know, they're certainly as good as that. And then same with the tight ends with Mike and Nick. They tandem each other pretty well. You know, they can help us in a run in the pass game. So, you know, I think we can kind of lean on those guys if we have to as the receivers get their feet wet, you know. And um, teams aren't going to be able to just completely load the box against us. You know, we can do some things to hurt people that way. So it's good to be able to fall back on an experienced quarterback, experienced tight end, experienced O-line, and experienced running backs. As, as you break in new wide receivers for sure. And the depth on defense has certainly paid off in past years, and I know you're counting on the same this year where you lost a lot of talent, Coach, but you have a lot of guys on this defense that would have been starters last year. The only reason they weren't because they were behind all Patriot Leaguers. Right, and a lot of those kids played. You know, that, that's the beauty, you know, is you could sit here and say that, you know, Aiden Geithner's, is he a starter? I mean, you know, he didn't start last year. No, but he played a lot of football. You know, uh, Jake Asarco played a lot of football last year. So, you know, it's nice that they've been on the field. It's their first time starting, and you're right. We, we had a lot of good players in front of them. Hopefully that this kind of proves that our defense is more of a system, you know, which I think it is. It's a good system of how to play defense correctly, how to recruit the right kids, and how to run to the football. So I think you're going to see that, you know, we're going to have another good defense this year. I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to shut out five people. I don't think that that's really fair to do. But I do think we're going to have a very good defense again. Times a more talented defense than last year. It's just a matter of will they have kind of the uh, unspoken thing or the intangible thing that made that defense so good. But, uh, you know, I'm interested in seeing some of these kids when they get their first chance to shine to see what they do. Not just about the offense, defense, special teams, the third component. How are they looking so far this year? Our specialists are good players. Uh, You know, obviously Chris Puzzy is as good of a kicker as we had. And Jake Schaffner, our snapper, is a senior who's been doing it really for four years now. You know, you throw that in. Barney at at punter, you know, I think he's ready to kind of take the load and handle there. Uh, but even the teams themselves, I think we have a lot of players on our team who special teams are important to them, you know, and they're all sometimes even starters. So, you know, I think the teams around the specialists are going to do really well. I think Abu is a special punt returner. I think we can create some long returns there. And I think our, our kick return game, we have a lot of kids who could do that 
for us and um it's important to us we practice it yeah. pretty hard we do a lot of it every week i think proof last year we had some pretty big special teams plays so you know hopefully we're ready in that aspect again on saturday it's hard to know what you're going to get from your opponent week one because it's your first game it's villanova's first game and i have to give credit to jeff bishop for this one he follows i guess ace of college silver storm he knew all about the silver storm coach and he was telling me that the new offensive coordinator for Villanova, Bowden, I believe, uh, he was a great quarterback with the Wildcats, took the head coaching job at Asa College, and is now back as the offensive coordinator. So have you watched any Silver Storm tape? How are you preparing, Coach? Um, I will leave that. I will not answer that question. And I, I want to know if Jeff Bishop is that much of a gambler that he knows about Asa College. But, uh, no, obviously, yes, he, uh, you know, you have to try to prepare. Uh, we're in a unique situation in that they have new coordinators on both sides of the football. So you got to do your homework, you know, look at where they've been and kind of look at what they've done and, and kind of mesh it together. And I always say opening games are usually more about yourself than your opponent. No matter what coaching changes you have, everyone's a little different in their opener than they were the year before. So you have to be sound in what you're doing. You know, you can play your game, you can adjust to what you see, and you can play good fundamental football. I really think opening games are lost more than they're won. So, you know, if we can take care of Colgate, we should be able to adjust to, you know, whatever they decide to run. You know, obviously, uh, you know, we always say the two most dangerous words in football are always and never. You know, you never want to say the team always does something or a team never does something because that's when you get bit. So, you know, we've certainly watched uh, film of, of ASA and we've watched film of Villanova and we've watched film of, you know, anyone with any ties to that place just trying to get a handle on what they do. But at the end of the day, we got to feel it out once the game starts and be sound with our own stuff. And with such a stiff competitor, week zero coach, and with you always having laser sharp focus you're not going to get distracted by watching some highlights on that beautiful new scoreboard you've got yeah that's something else that's a game changer you know uh we've kind of watched it through the summer get put up it's really something special uh we were out having a walk through the other night and uh they were testing it and they just had a you know, I had a picture of the American flag waving in the wind, and it was so bright. We had to all stop and just stare <laughs> at it for a couple minutes and then get it going. But uh, I think it really enhances the game day experience. I think it's a huge upgrade from what we had before, and I think it's kind of fitting of a, of a big-time Division One program to have a, a, a facility like that. And, uh, you know, we're really thankful that we get the support to be able to get that done. And uh, if you're expecting our old scoreboard, you are definitely in for a surprise. Coach, always nice talking to you. Thank you so much and looking forward to the season ahead. Same here. Really look forward to it. Thanks a lot. That is head football coach at Colgate University, Dan Hunt, and that will do it for another Colgate Raider Report podcast. Until the next time, be proud to wear the maroon and white of your Colgate Raiders.